Welcome to Vibe Talk Awaken. I'm your host, Vibe Queen. On the show, we will get to know artists, entrepreneurs, and coaches living life in their truth after experiencing an awakening. We'll talk about their journey, wisdom, and any tools they've learned along their path. Thank you so much for being here. Hello and welcome to part two of my conversation with Leah. If you haven't heard the first part, I definitely recommend you go back and listen. But in this one, we once again cover some controversial topics. We go right into politics and discuss Trump. We go down many conspiracy rabbit holes, as well as talk about Leah's Christian background. We unexpectedly end up on the topic of abortion. I wanted to give you that heads up. I know that can be a very sensitive topic. However, I do believe it is worth discussing and I respect everyone's views. I know my personal view has drastically changed, and I believe that when we can have productive, conscious conversations that are also vulnerable, we have a chance of evolving our consciousness, and that is the whole purpose of this podcast. I hope you enjoy the episode, and here's our conversation. I'm super excited to go down the rabbit hole and talk about some parts that we didn't really get to talk about in the first half of our conversation. So let's talk about Trump and the election. I really want to talk about your point of view, Leah. Did you always view Trump as a patriot? Were you always a Trump supporter? Yeah, I did vote for Trump, but I really didn't study him. So four years ago, people were like, oh, we'll see if he can prove himself. And at that point it was a big silent majority and I was in that silent majority and I'm a dance mom and in the dance community, everybody was hating on Trump. So of course I didn't say anything and I didn't really know if he was gonna prove himself. So I wasn't ready. After four years of doing some deep dive searches, especially in this last year is when we all woke up. I am most certain and 100% positive with my vote and my again my 2020 vote and i don't care anymore if people judge me i'm ready to to come out and talk so i've been silent somewhat for years but also silent verbally on my instagram but i've been posting a lot my thoughts on reposts and my stories and i'm always scared because i have a lot of hateful people on my page a lot of kids that don't understand trump and they just hear what they hear on mainstream media. So I wanted to bring this to thank you for having me because I really wanted to, I I hope my viewers really watch this because I've had some kids message me and they asked me, Miss Leah, why? Please tell me why. And there's even kids that live in um, the UK and they hate him because that's what they're hearing over there. So I really, this is important to me and I really hope that people are listening and I can get it out and people can understand what I've learned. So here we go. What I've learned about this election is it's not a normal election. This is a different election. In the past, we can all say, oh, I didn't even vote and that's okay. But I feel like this is such a large monumental time that we're living in that this election is, you know, here's the illusion. People are like, Trump's a racist. And they hear that on the news and they also hear that he's a dictator. I've heard many dancers in the dance community say, we're going to stand up for what's and we're not going to vote for a dictator. This election is not about, let me clear it up. It's not about race and it's not about being a dictator. This, we're in a big spiritual war. We, I know everyone's heard it and they're like, blah, blah, blah. It's very true. We are in the biggest spiritual war right now. Basically, are you with a good, are you with the bad? Because that's what it is. And I don't feel like my friends, my family, the dance community, 
the dancers that I know, that I love, that I know they're very artistic, creative humans that would never vote for a cabal. They would never vote for evil. They're not evil. So I want to stop you for a quick second, because for those that are listening that are like, okay, we're in a spiritual war. This is good versus bad. Can you explain in your words what that means? For example, what is the cabal? Really quick before we go into that, because I do want to go into that. I want to bring some awareness, uh, some awakening. I want people to understand that you are just ill-informed. This is a deep corruption. This is so big and so wide. That's why we keep hearing Trump say, I'm cleaning the swamp, because mm-hmm. it's true. The DOJ, the NSA, the, the FBI, the CIA, they're all dirty and corrupt. My mom's like, you mean to tell me all of them? Yes, all of them. Yes, they're all dirty. That's why we say you're sleeping until you wake up. Okay, so what is the cabal? So my top movies that I recommend that will help people understand, because my words can only do so much. Until you actually do the dive in that rabbit hole, you have to go there and you have to spend time. Get off Netflix, get off of this garbage and just take some time and do yourself as a human some justice to understand and then watch it. And then you can judge and say, I'm for it or I'm not. I believe in this section. I don't believe in that, whatever. But spend some time and do the research because you're never going to know what's going on. Here's the thing. So people say, And this is true. I feel like this is true. We are living in the middle of a movie. Get your popcorn. And you are either awake right now, living through it, aware, or you're totally sleeping like a zombie. And you're going to go, wow, where was I? Mm -hmm. Where was I? What is the deep state? Did you know what that was last year? No. I didn't. I didn't either. Yeah, I was like, what is a deep state? And now it makes sense to me. What is a deep state? What is the cabal? Char watched it. My daughter is okay. Are we done yet? However, she does ask questions, appropriate questions, and she's aware she's not sleeping. Something that's interesting. And I saw this on a clip earlier because this video went viral, a little side note, a video went viral of uh, a kid. I forget what state this happened in, but he went to see Santa Claus at the mall and he asked for a Nerf gun for Christmas. And the Santa Claus said, no guns. You can ask your dad, but I'm not going to bring you a gun. And so the kid, he was maybe four or five, sat there really confused and just started crying. And so the mom came over and he's, mom, am I still going to get it? And she's like, yeah, you're going to get it. And so basically Santa Claus was pushing his political agenda of saying no guns to Nerf gun. The point I was trying to make that the commentator who shared that video was saying that he noticed that kids, just like Shar, are more aware now on what's going on in politics than he ever was. When I was when I was Shar's age, 19, I didn't know anything about politics. Nothing. It's crazy. So it's interesting how our generation and our youth is actually evolving. Yeah even more now. She did watch that show and she did ask questions. She's aware of of some stuff here and there. So top movies, Fall of Cabal, Out of Shadows, whoa. So when I watched Out of Shadows, I was just like, holy crap. And I think that's really a good one for entertainment people, maybe the dancers, because very dives down to behind the scenes of uh, movies and and Hollywood and it makes sense. And then you start thinking about everything and putting pieces together and these actors together and stuff that you've read all along. And then you start understanding maybe, and people will be like, Oh, that those are conspiracy movies. 
maybe, but they're starting to turn into conspiracy facts mm -hmm. because a lot of it, almost all of it's true. If you really do an independent and take apart each movie, part of these movies. So out of shadows at the end, what really got me was Pizzagate. So I was like Pizzagate. And that just brought me back to 2016 election and the WikiLeak emails, the emails. Have you read those WikiLeak emails or any of them? And it's so funny because in 2016, I was a zombie. I was asleep. I voted for Jill Stein. I was one yeah. of those people that I didn't really like Hillary. I didn't know why I didn't like Hillary. I vaguely heard about the WikiLeaks email, but I didn't really recognize the significance of it. Yeah. Um, I didn't I like Trump. hearing it. Yeah, I kept hearing it, but I didn't really like Trump. I lived in New York at the time, and so I, I didn't like Trump. I couldn't really tell you why. I just didn't like him. He seemed very arrogant to me like, and, well, like, chauvinistic and narcissistic. So I was like, eh, I don't really like him. I don't know if I'd want him to run the country, but I definitely don't trust Hillary. So I'm going to go with Jill Stein. So that yeah. was, so that's like the Bernie, that whole yes. thing. Sounds so, like but again, I wasn't into politics, but I also yeah. didn't do the research. And, and that's the thing. And that's what I appreciate about the truth movement, the Q movement, whatever you want to call it, is that people that, that gravitate towards that, and I'm with you, I don't necessarily put a label on it, is that they have, for the most part, I don't like to cluster people, but for the most part, people that I've spoken to have done the due diligence and I've yeah. done the research yeah. and it's one thing is you can't convince anyone. I'm a firm believer. You can't convince anyone, but you can plant seeds. Out of shadows talks about those leaky leak emails and Pizzagate, John Podesta. I kept hearing that. Now we go back to Obama's year and then John Podesta was a big player in Obama's administration. And now you're like, Holy crap. When you really look into him and his brother, the Pizzagate emails, I've had conversations with people on Facebook and they just think I'm absolutely crazy when I mention Pizzagate because they're like, that's fake, that's conspiracy, that's been debunked. It's not been debunked. It's never been debunked. They shut it down, but it's not been debunked. There is a difference. Let me tell you a little backstory. I didn't say this last week when we were meeting and I was like, oh my God, I should have shared this. So my dad, I didn't have a relationship with my dad, but he went through a lot in the Vietnam war and he came back an atheist and he started doing drugs and dealing drugs. And I knew that, but I didn't know how far, what it was. He lived up North in Berkeley. I lived down in LA and he hated LA. He hated the government because he saw all of this stuff going on back then and he's always rebelled he died with five thousand dollars of parking tickets because he refused to pay the government a penny funny guy he's really funny and very smart anyways my story is when he died i had to go through his stuff and going through his cell phone was like pizzagate so i was like holy shit reading his texts and pages of texts in code about drugs and they talk about burritos, cake, big cake, little cake. So cake means crack cocaine. I have to look because I, I don't know. And burrito means amphetamines. And there's all wow. these terms. And I was just like, oh my God. It was like, I cried because even though I don't have a relationship with my dad, it's just like disappointing to read that from your family. Huh. And I was just like, oh my God. Like he was dealing these meth basically but you have to be able to decipher and read code and you cannot tell me it reminds me of the pizzagate emails because liz crokin 
follow Liz Crokin, everybody. And she talks about how it's not, she's the one that read, she was an intern, I think, in the White House. And she read the Pizzagate emails. And she was like, there is no way you're emailing pizza for days and hours. You don't. No one does. And millions of dollars of hot dogs to the White House. President Obama, hot dogs means boys. These terms, there's terms. So you can't tell me it's not real because it. you have to grow up and you have to know that it makes sense. So when I was reading my dad's cell phone, I was just like, oh my God, it was like the same thing, like the cake. I have a cake for you. Do you want a big cake or a little cake? Right. Big burrito right. or a little burrito? I'll get the same burrito for you. Another thing I want to mention is when I watched Out of Shadows, I remember when I went to Liz Crokin's Instagram, and she said she was a Trump supporter. I still remember feeling a little bit of, wait, she's a Trump supporter. Why? Because I still was like hesitant on Trump. Remember, I was still a little hesitant. And so seeing that she was a Trump supporter is what made me go down the rabbit hole of, okay, maybe Trump is okay. I need to dig a little bit deeper. And then when I looked up Liz Crokin and I was like, wow, she was a respected journalist. She's not some loony she bin. Was. And so why did they, they just cancel her, the, her mainstream career? media made her look like a, a loony bin. Exactly. So, okay, so they canceled this they respectable journalist mm-hmm. who's had decades of experience and who was respected by her peers. Something's up here. You have to use common sense. And so yes. she was not coming out of nowhere making these accusations. She's done, she's an investigative journalist. She's done the work. And so that's really what made me think, okay, there's a conspiracy here. It's not a conspiracy theory. There's a conspiracy against her yes. and what's happening in, in Hollywood. So Because she discovered the truth. One thing I, I want to mention, because I listened to a three-hour podcast yesterday, <laughs> which I included in my blog, and it was really fascinating. And it mentioned that if they had dirt on Trump by now, especially underage girls and things it like that. Exactly. And they have pictures, a picture with um, Bill Clinton. They would to throw that in our faces. Yeah, exactly. Face. So I thought that was very interesting. All those uh, young girls, allegedly, that Trump had some sexual interactions with, there's a YouTube video that Liz did, and it's on her YouTube channel. However, they censored and took down her YouTube channel. So now I can't find it. But I've watched it a few times back then. But I, I can't remember all the names or the details. Anybody can do the research if you spend the time. So movies, Fall of Cabal, Out of Shadows, and the Google video, the infamous Google video. So this video movie, I think, is important because basically talks about google and google is a big part of what is happening google is really corrupt and for the people out there that said i don't want to watch a conspiracy out of shadows or follow cabal then go watch the start with a google video that's actually facts and proven not to say that the others aren't facts but if they're going to call it a conspiracy it's a google whistleblower his name is zach vortis he's very smart guy and he worked for google five and a half years. He said it was the best job, best benefits, massages every day. And as soon as Trump became president, everything switched and all this stuff started happening in at Google. And then he learned and figured out what, what was going on in, at Google. And when he tried to expose Google, they threw a fake bomb at his apartment. Wow. And there's three videos about him in an interview with him talking on the truth about vaccines. It's TTAV. It's there on YouTube and it's still on there. You can go watch it. It's really interesting. I love his story because he's such a good guy. Basically talks about it's 
today's day of burning books. And that's what Google does. Did you know that they are, they have so much power. They can take down the internet. They've done it like for a whole wow. day. They've taken down the internet. So you can't, you don't have anything to search. They that's bury crazy. stuff. So if they don't like, if they don't like it or they don't want you to see it, they will completely take it off. So you can't even find it. And then they, the way that the, their algorithm is, they push stuff at the top that they want you to see. There's another video called The Creepy Line. It's on YouTube. The Creepy Line. Basically, it's about creep, a creep. Google being a creep. About how they know everything about your search. On the website, yourdictionary.com, they say, the definition of a creep is the act of moving slowly. Wait, what just happened? A very or odd person who is unpleasant or repulsive. Um, wait, wait, what just happened? That, that is... Charlize's Google Nest talking to us. That's crazy. That just happened. Yeah. Wow. So that's my example. They know everything oh about you. Everything I you're feel talking. Like I need to plug mine out. Plug, plug it out. <laughs> that's crazy. That just happened. Wow. Perfect example. I know. My yeah, that's why I use DuckDuckGo. Yeah, exactly. DuckDuckGo. And they use... So back in the day, I guess it was before Google... What was it? Yahoo? What did we use? It was just a normal, like a, like a encyclopedia. You could just mm -hmm. search something. It would, you could take, say there's a search engine. You could take the 10th one at the bottom. That would be just as popular as the top. But right now it's whatever's at the top is what they want you to see. To see. Yeah. They have the power to take down websites. It, it's crazy. And people throw Google around like it's, yeah, just Google it. Sure. I'm going to Google it. That's like a common term. Right. Sure, I'll go Google that. Watch the creepy line. That's really creepy. It really, it's about a guy named Epstein, actually. I, I forget. I've only watched it once, but it's a documentary about how, how Google um, operates. So two, two other or three other movies I want to talk about that was eye-opening. Trump Card. That's on. I just started watching that yesterday. Amazon. Did you like it? I haven't finished it yet, but okay, Wow. So Really good. Yeah. I'm at the it socialism part. Talks about socialism. Yeah. So I think it's good for people to watch because I don't think the liberals really understand what they're voting for. They think it's just a one world government. Oh, free let's healthcare. Free. It, you just you, said the key word. Yeah. They think it's free healthcare, yeah. free this, free money. And but it's, it's who somebody has to pay for it. Nothing's exactly. Free. It doesn't work exactly. like that. Yeah. And something that I liked because I, I loved how, I think his name is Dinesh. He talked to different yes. people. And so he talked to somebody that was Hispanic. He talked to Terrence. He's black. And he, he, the one guy, he said, he goes by seven principles. And I remember him talking about why didn't you go with the narrative of free going with the narrative of you'll have free healthcare. You'll have this taken care of. And he said that people appreciate things that they work for, not that's handed to them. Yeah. And that really resonated That's with true. me. That really resonated with me. I was like, yes. that is so true. It goes back to psychology. Yes. It's just, it's, it just makes sense. And so I what that in the dance. way the movie started and how he was talking about the American dream, I was just, I felt, I just felt such pride because that's how I felt coming to this country when I was 14. Yes. Like it just, it got me all amped the dance up. The community would never want that. Yeah. 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 So it's a great film so um, far. I just started it. What are the other two movies? So that one, and then there's another one about Trump. It's called The Plot Against Trump. Yeah, it's a good one. And that was really one. good because it, it dissects all this politics that we don't understand. So these dirty players like Brennan and Schiff and Schumer, who are these people? You hear the names, but if you're not into politics, 
if you're an artistic person, the dance community, you don't know who these people are. Right. We're in the art world. Yeah. If it we breaks do makeup, it down. We know Mac makeup. We don't know Brennan. So go <laughs> do your that. research, watch it so you understand this has been going on for years. And this against Trump started from day one of him in office. And it shows how you're just like, holy crap, this is really dark and really dirty. Something I want to interject really quick. I figured out the timeline of Dominion voting system and how they changed their name and they sold it and this and that. It goes all the way back to the early 70s. And it's pretty much the same people. It's a monopoly. And yes. so once I connected those dots at six in the morning, I literally was like, oh, everybody needs to know this. This is crazy. It's a monopoly. And so once you figure out that it's a giant monopoly, Eric Coomer, the guy, the VP strategist or whatever, literally I have a video of him admitting that you can bypass the security. Like it's all there. It's yeah. all there. That's why you read presidents are elected, not elected. Yeah. And I didn't believe it. I still, even this year going into our voting in November, I didn't believe that. This is the thing. I believed it back in now 2016. I and I, I have a Facebook post where I even uh, mess it. Like I, I made a post about it. I was like, oh, I believe presidents are selected, not elected. I didn't even really know what I was saying, but I like on some conscious level knew that. But I was surprised when I woke up the next day and Trump won. And I was like, wow, this is weird. I thought Hillary would win. I know I voted for Jill Stein, but I just assumed Hillary would win. And so when Trump won, I was like, huh, this would be an interesting four years. Didn't really understand it at the time, but this is the thing. And this is what I want to throw out there because then I also get the thing, if it's rigged, how did Trump win? This is the thing. Trump got such an enormous amount of votes. It right? didn't happen. They it, were exactly. shocked. Yeah, it shut down the system. That's in why the, they stopped in, counting. In a jump in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What's the last movie? Uncle Tom. And I already talked a lot about right. that in our last one. One more movie I want to throw in there that I think is really important because Out of Shadows does a good job touching on the fact that the media is biased. But I think this movie does an even better job because it okay. really focuses on just that. Yeah. And that's a movie that I also think you should purchase, what not rent. And it's called Hoaxed. So if you oh, haven't seen it, Write it down. It's on Vimeo, I believe. It's Hoaxed, H-O-A-X-E-D. A fantastic film. Fantastic film. Oh, I can't wait. I will let you know. Really good. After I watch it. We should yeah. revisit and talk about it. So good, yeah. Because it really okay. breaks down fake news. And uh, I forget who made it. It's slipping my tongue right now. But he goes on, I believe the show is 60 Minutes, and he even uses their own psychology against them. It's, it's just a brilliant film. He even okay. gets a person on there who was a former feminist and activist and even made a film about it. And she got all this praise and recognition, like, yeah, you're a feminist. Love to amp that yeah. up. And then once she awakened and recognized, wait a minute, and then she shared her views on that, she just became completely demonized. And it's not that she became anti-feminist, you know what I mean? She was just sharing, hey, what about this? Like irregularities. And then all of a sudden the narrative flipped and they basically called her anti that and she's like wait i'm not anti-feminism it's just now i also think this and that we should look at this we should look at that let's broaden the conversation right. very similar to what i do on my page let's look at other things and yeah. the moment you do that you're canceled it's yeah. they don't want to if it challenges yeah. the conversation you're just canceled they want everything to be dark and negative or just within their narrative don't which is, question which is satanic basically when you keep going down the the hole it goes to, uh, yes, it does. 
when I studied Clint, the Clintons and Obamas in particular and their history, that's when I figured that out. And it started from young. And so I don't know if you're familiar with that, but a person that I met while I was on the political campaign this past uh, season, she gave me some key people to research. And for the Clintons, Saul Alinsky, if you're not familiar with him, she actually wrote a paper on him. That was her thesis, and it was actually locked up while she was in uh, the White House, so nobody could read it and see what she wrote about. Now you can read it, but you have to go to her college to, to see it, so it's not public. And so basically, it's just communist views, Marxist views. And so same with Obama, same with Kamala. They all have the same set of views, and that's that of Marxism. You know, That's yeah. really what it ultimately yeah. boils down to, is yeah. that's what they believe, and that's the agenda that they're pushing, but they know they can't call it that. So they cover it up with something else. Yes. Yes. People don't realize what is really going on here. Yeah. And then you add the whole other dark side of the satanic and the Satanism. And it's just, that's where you lose a lot of people. When you look at the Podesta emails and the spirit cooking and it's okay, you want to call it art. All right. But look at what the art is. Look at what they're using, the bodily fluids you mixing it up and it's okay. If you actually do the research of what that is and black magic, yeah. and a cult, it's very real. Magic in the back in the day would have been black magic. That's weird. That's voodoo. Now it's so cool. That's great. Look at the artists nowadays. At the darker, the more blood hanging out of your mouth, the, the cooler. Yeah, you don't realize that you're actually, it's not show. It's actually very real. And yeah, so they I don't think people, everything. people realize that. And so I have even clips of artists saying, oh, I sold my soul to the devil. Oh, I just wrote it in blood. And it's people think this is fake. People think they're joking. And it's actually they're being very serious. So another thing I want to talk to you about, because it's becoming more and more prevalent, I'm seeing more and more of this. And it's I don't want to give into the fear, of course, because I don't want to give it power. But especially with your background as a nurse, I want to talk about the vaccines and what's coming down the pipe. All the nurses at my job, I want to say not all, maybe half, 50% of them are like, oh, hell no, I'm not taking that. I'm shocked because they're, most of them are all indoctrinated and sleeping. I call them sleeping. Interesting. Why are they saying no? Half of them are like, well, I don't care, y'all. There's one coworker, apparently she took it already there. I heard that she's on some trial thing and she's got to, we all think that she got the placebo. But I don't know. I don't, I'm outside in the tent, so I'm not in my department so much. Uh, I'm curious, like those that are what you would call asleep still, that still say they wouldn't take the vaccine. Why are they saying no? That's interesting. Is it just because it's being rushed? It's a good question. I don't know. That's a very good question. Because a lot of them are like, no, man, no, I'm going to wait. I'll, I'll, I'll take it, but later. Not all will hmm. be the first batch like that. Gotcha. People and are still skeptical. Are, there's very few of us that are awake that are like, what's in that, man? Don't do that. It might make you sterile. It might mess with your DNA, blah, blah, blah. So back in March, when this first came out, when this is in the area where we were all like, oh my God, what is this? When we thought it was from a bat. Remember that? Right. right. From a bat. Remember that? And we were on a real lockdown like this the first month like back in March and I was kind of like oh maybe it is this is when we saw all the videos and the photos from China and we saw those people all in spacesuits like spraying down the streets so what I read or or saw or heard is that there's two types of COVID there was an S type and an L type have you heard that no I haven't 
okay, back then I read, I want to say it's in the beginning of Fall of Cabal, or it was, it was when I started that rabbit trail because it was one of those videos. And I remember reading or watching that the COVID-19 that was in China was a bioweapon, and that's not what we have. Okay, I haven't heard that since. So then recently I saw it and they said that it's an S-type and an L-type. And the S-type is the one that was in China and that type never came here. And what we are experiencing is an L-type, which yeah. is like a cold or a flu. And that's what people are getting. And we were actually given that intentionally to inoculate the S-type, the bad one. And so all of this is what we're seeing and it's a political action. So when I say to people, COVID-19 was plotted against Trump, people, oh, they don't believe it, but that's what gets me. How do you not believe that? How does this not make sense? So if you wanted to go down another rabbit hole, there's another video about them leaking the Rockefellers and Gates, I guess Gates' grandfather was friends with the Rockefellers and back in the night, 18, is it 18, 18, 19, the Spanish flu hundred years ago or nine, what year was that? I think it was the early um, 1900s. I'm trying to, it was a hundred years ago. And they, all the same people were connected with the Spanish flu and the same people are connected to COVID. Interesting. A very interesting video. Wow. They go down the 5G tower rabbit hole and they, they're connecting back then is when they introduced radio telewaves. And right now it's 5G and so people are getting sick. I don't know, but I do think that it's a political action and they're harvesting ballots. They were creating voter fraud. All of this was planned against Trump. You know, that's why everyone was like, mail in, mail it in. Trump said it from the very beginning not to mail it in. And it, it comes down to COVID and then it's a scare tactic. It's fear mongering. Everyone is so afraid of COVID when it's the common cold. It's a flu. It's the perfect segue for Gates to then be able to give the vaccine. Because remember, that's the ultimate agenda. They want to get the population down to 500 million. And so that's what I've been talking about. And so people are so quick to label me crazy and all of that. But it's, it's this true. is like the perfect ultimate plan. And so another rabbit hole, and I had shared this before, is look up Event 201. They literally, I was going to say that. Yeah, they literally. That was, a Rockefeller, that was at the Rockefeller Foundation. That was exactly. um, at and John Hopkins that was at John Hopkins and John uh, Rockefeller owns Hopkins. They own everything. Uh, yeah. That's United Nations lead me to the central banks. Yep. And United Nations. So it's just one giant. And so that's where, when I talk to people that's that the you know, they fuel the race war, Oh, that's not true. Systemic racism. And it's at all time high and blah, blah, blah. It's, this is all just another ploy to distract and divide it's a distraction a within. yeah exactly so i want you to talk about the central banking yeah so everything what you just said is controlled and put into a box and we're supposed to believe it that's what's been fed money is being controlled by private central banks this is what people need to understand this is trump's biggest battle this is on top of COVID. this is on top of everything this is on top of Racism is nothing compared to this. Racism, like you said, is a distraction. So money is being controlled by private central banks, i.e. the government was replaced by corporate structure and now gone bankrupt in 
liquidation. Guess who's paying for that in interest? Us via the IRS. Do you not want to pay the IRS anymore? Hello, people, wake the F up. Trump is trying to help us so we can have our money back. He's basically wants to give the people our money back. But these foreign entities has basically hijacked, i.e. China. Basically, they're moving in because of the central banking system. So no one's ever really fought the central banking system but JFK. If you fight them, you get killed. This banking system that we've been taught is so bad and so corrupt that Trump is trying to fix it for us. And it breaks my heart that people call him a racist because he's not. He's doing everything for us. And that's another thing I, I thought to myself, and I encourage people to ask this question. And I asked myself this question when I was in the midst of waking up and when I still felt a little bit of negativity towards Trump. And I was I was waking up and I was like, why do I feel negative? When I hear Trump, I felt a little trigger of, ooh, I don't like him. And I was like, why do He's I feel that? And I was like, why do I feel that? I literally was like, why do I feel that? And I asked myself the question, okay, this man is very wealthy, right? He is, what, 70-something years old. He could totally retire. He doesn't have to work. He's hated. I believe in energy and frequency. I'm sure he gets death threats and death wishes and whatnot. He's not very liked. He's not popular. He's pretty much, in a way, damaged his name and reputation by a lot of people. So it's like, why is he doing this? He's not winning any popularity votes. You know what I mean? And now he wants to do it for another four years. And I remember when he first was running, I really thought, oh, he just wants another notch on his belt. He just wants to, he's done everything else, reality TV. He just wants to be president to, to, to prove that he can do it. That's what I was thinking. So I now I'm just thinking logically, why would he want to do this? And so when you think of it like that, because some liberals will say, don't you see, that's why he's corrupt. Everybody's against him. Everybody hates him. And I'm like, actually, I think the opposite. Obviously, he's trying to expose what's going on. He's gotten three Nobel Peace Pri or Peace Nobel Peace, right? Yeah, Nobel uh, Peace Prize nominations. Yeah, yeah. Nobody talks about Three. that. Somebody I want you to look up, because I, I watched this interview. It's an hour-long interview, and it's worth every second. Okay. Look up Larry Nichols. So Larry Nichols worked for the Clinton administration for about 10 years, and he was their former hitman. Yes, you heard me correctly. Their former hitman. And so he does an interview. It's super candid. And I'm he talks about... He's not killed. He's dead. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but he wasn't killed. He died of cancer. He died oh. of cancer at age 70. He died this year, 2020, September 27th, actually. So he died just this year because I wanted to find him and see if I could do a podcast interview with him. But he did wow. start speaking out. And so I have a feeling he started speaking out because he got cancer. And so he became a Christian. He found God. He started speaking about speaking out about what he did for the Clintons. And he said, yeah, he took people's lives and he didn't care at all. He said he just wanted the money. And I was just like, I was shaking listening to this. He's saying basically that Hillary was the brains behind everything and that Bill is pretty much yeah. nothing. And that Hillary is brilliant. Just her mindset oh. and what she would do and she would go to church, but also a church mm -hmm. for witches and like the occult she was involved in. Like, it was fascinating. Yeah. And so he yeah. was with them for 10 years. Did he talk about the Wiener laptop? Did he talk about the laptop? Frazzle Not Drip. Have you heard of that? 
I have heard about that. He did mention Huma briefly, but he was mainly just talking about his own direct experiences, yeah. which I appreciate Probably because I wanted to fair. hear his own yeah. account. Yeah. But yeah, he was very factual and just... I can't wait. This yeah, is the go, kind go of stuff that it. I find interesting, not some... And I love Netflix. I'm not putting them down, but I'm just saying, right now is not the time. I canceled my Netflix because after this they... Is, oh, this is actually a perfect segue, I actually. I canceled my TV. Yesterday, I turned in my TV. This is actually a perfect segue because when the movie Cuties came out, did you hear about that? Oh, I watched it and I talked about that too. Oh, wow. So I have not seen it, but here, this is perfect. So I did not see it, but I heard so much negativity around it. Hard to watch. And I, I, I canceled my Netflix because of it. And the, the guy that I was dating at the time, him. he gives me a lot of, he challenges, he challenged me a lot, which I appreciate. Oh, you can't just cancel it because people say it sexualizes children. Maybe it's just propaganda. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I don't feel comfortable watching it. You watch it. And so he actually watched parts of it. And he came back to me and said, yeah, you're right. This is really yeah. bad. <laughs> so I'm glad people I are it. talking about it. They're not just talking about it. I had a dance mom, which disappointed me because I love her. And she wrote a big thing. She's a very good writer. And she wrote a big thing on Facebook encouraging people to watch it. Interesting. Why? And she didn't want anybody to comment until we watched it. It's not fair for us to comment like he, like your boyfriend did. And that's watch true. It. I mean, so it's I true. Said, I just, I felt uncomfortable. I, said, okay. I watched but... it and then I commented and she deleted it. What was your experience watching it? If you can be as objective as you can. I had to skim through some of the parts because it was just something that I'm not comfortable watching and being a dance mom, especially being a dance mom, watching little girls basically twerking. So my friend's point was, if you you have to watch it because at the end of it, they actually, the girl comes back and has a wake up call and she realizes what she was doing wasn't righteous and she comes back to God, which is like her Allah. It was Muslim. Movie. Okay. And fair enough. However, we don't fight sex trafficking with sex trafficking. So I don't agree with the concept because I know how many times it takes to make a cut and I know how dirty men's minds are. And I know camera guys can be one of them. And imagine your daughter being the actress and having her legs open to the camera and the camera going, cut, do it again, do it again, cut, one more take. No, like that in itself was like not necessary. You don't need to prove right. this point of this movie by showing all, it's not, that's not how we prove. Yeah. And I, I believe 600 girls auditioned as well. And but one of the guys- my kid to audition for that. Never. Well, yeah, one of the guys that never. worked on the film was a convicted predator as well. Yeah. Yes, I read that. Yeah. And what else is I going to say about that? They're like playing with condoms. They're texting boys. I and mean, they're like 11. It, it was just weird. Like my wow. daughter, I'm not saying my daughter would never, but my daughter didn't do that at 12. It's not appropriate in my opinion, but I it just wouldn't it's want, pretty, pretty young, I wouldn't want but... any girl, anybody's kid to audition for that type of role because I know all those people on set are looking at, her, even if you're just acting, you're still acting. And I don't think 11 or 12 year old should be acting in that role. You couldn't pay me. How much did they get paid? I don't think you can pay me a million dollars for it. Yeah. Well, here's my biggest concern. And I'm going to say, I did not know that the ending, she went back to finding Allah. That's interesting. However, here's my biggest concern is that the movie was rated MA. 
And so the movie was rated MA mature audiences, which means you're marketing it to adults. Which means adults are watching 12-year-olds twerk. You're not rate, you're not marketing it to 11, 12-year-olds And who, that's not how you teach 12-year-olds to not sex traffic. Exactly. So why is this movie marketed to adults if it this is supposed no to be coming of age for young girls? Wouldn't it be marketed to kids? Yeah. No. That's weird. Why? It's weird. The whole thing is weird. So with that being said, I want to talk about your experience as a dance mom and especially having a 19-year-old daughter and just being in that world. And I, I was a former dancer and it's such a fine line. It's a fine line. You are wearing basically nothing and there are auditions and you do want to work with that dancer and choreographer and you don't want to be blackballed in the industry. And trust me, I know what that feels like. So can you share with us your experience, what that was like? what it's like now, any backlash you've received, and just overall how you handle that. I think that's why it's important to be centered in faith, whatever your faith is, whether it be God or whatever it is, because without that, is industry will take your soul. It will take your heart. It will take your gut. It will make you heartless. You will do anything for the limelight, for the fame, for the job, not me. I've just seen people do it. And that's why it is so important. That's why I talk about faith. And yeah, people will be like, I saw you drinking at the bar. Yeah, I was. Don't judge me. We, we are not supposed to judge each other. It doesn't mean I don't have a faith. It doesn't mean I don't pray. It doesn't mean I don't think about what's happening in regards to my kid. So don't judge me and put me in the same category as my kid or as my parenting because it is so important that we are self-aware of what we're putting our kids in. I've experienced it. And yeah, I do want to talk about that because as a dance mom, so the dance industry right now is really hot. This is the great awakening in politics. This is the great awakening in dance and probably so many other forums. So there's lots of people talking right now. They feel like this is the time they can talk. And everyone in the dance community is probably listening and maybe, I hope they are, aware of what happened with this particular choreographer. So he came out, one girl started it and claimed rape, and then another one and another one. And I, I don't really know because, to be honest, I don't follow the dance community as tight as I used to right now because I've been so wrapped up in politics because it's so good. So I don't know exactly every day. I just try to stay away as much as I can. However, the 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 story is that there's 30 or so rape charges on this man and he was a hot choreographer and everybody was working with him except my daughter and so we did work with him when she was little but i pulled her when she was 10 because i didn't like the environment and people didn't know that and they kept damning me and Charlize and commenting on her Instagram and asking for her to dance with him again because they missed that connection she had with him or they missed the choreography. And I was just like, no, I didn't really know rape per se, but I knew something as a mom. I think it's important to answer your question that we have self-awareness and we pay attention to the environment because that environment says a lot. So coming from Eight Flavors, when she was on Eight Flavors, she was 10. That choreographer, Marcelo from Hawaii, he's just very gentle and very sweet and everything was, you can do it. His philosophy in a studio is, I believe. 
So he teaches these answers from Hawaii to believe in yourself, put your wings on and go to LA and fly and you can do anything. And that's what we came from. And then we got dropped with this environment here in LA, not to say that she wasn't already in LA cause she already was, but he, this other individual was choreographing for eight flavors and I didn't like what I saw. It was very negative when you're in a class and the teacher is putting down other people, mm-hmm. like he would put down other dancers in front of my kid, in front of our class. And I didn't like, it just didn't sound nice. Like, why are you putting down, you're a teacher. You should be positive, nurturing. You should nurture these kids, positive environment. You're a teacher. You should always respect everybody, whether they're in your class right now or not, and not talk trash about people. We'll come to find out like he's sleeping with some of them and there's just all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, I pulled her when she was 10 because I didn't like what I saw. And now I'm hearing all kinds of stuff coming out. And not only him, but there's other choreographers that are, they're talking or hashtagging. They made up this hashtag. They made up a dance safe space or some Instagram page. And people are coming out and they're talking about other, my experience with this person, this guy has little boys on his lap. And other choreographer came out and admitted he had a like sexual relationship with a boy at like age 13 and then Shars, oh no wonder that boy moved and he doesn't dance anymore it's like all these pieces are starting to come together and as a mom you just see little bits and pieces here and there and then it's like trump we heard all these bits and pieces pizzagate this and hillary blah 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 and then later on it's like holy shit that's what was going on so anyways my experience with that is just a very protect your kid Nothing is worth the video. Nothing mm-hmm. is worth money. Your daughter's soul, your son's soul is not worth it. There's going to be another class. There's going to be another video. There's going to be other people. She danced with other people that were, we were taking class with this choreographer. His name is Kyle Hanagami. We love Kyle. And he was so sweet and so nurturing and so positive. You couldn't help but not want to be there again. It just makes you want more. When you get that, it's like, oh my God, I want more of you. You just love him so much. And then you just want to be in his class again. And then we would go down the street and that other class was packed. Kids were down the street. But when I was in it, I just didn't, you know what I'm talking about? That energy. Absolutely. It's just, I don't know. I felt suffocated and I didn't like it. And I'm glad that you trust your own intuition. You didn't let other people influence you to still go against that. That's very important. Yeah, I don't know what other people saw or I don't know. By opportunity? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Thank you for sharing. And I'm glad that at least it's now coming to light. And I think more and more I'm starting to understand the terms like silent majority and the great awakening. Like it's all making sense now. So I appreciate you sharing and, and coming on the show and just little opening things. up. We have to that. pay attention to little things. If somebody's arrogant and they're bragging about themselves all the time, what does that tell you? It didn't sit right with me. I was like, no, it's just not positive. We shouldn't be teaching kids to be arrogant. Cause if you're arrogant, right. then what are you teaching your kid? It's difference between confidence and, and arrogance. Yeah, sure. Um, So something I want to ask you before we we wrap up is with all of this and the heightened sense of anxiety that comes with, I guess, the uncertainty to a certain degree, what do you do to keep yourself grounded and centered and uh, maybe some tools that you can share with listeners and with us? 
I don't know. I'm lucky I have a really good kid. I love my girl. I have the best kid, truly. I'll be in a bad mood or she'll, she's barely in a bad mood, but it doesn't matter. Scripture at the end of the day, for people that don't have a daughter like mine and that you feel lonely because it's hard. This year is really hard. And there's lots of days where I feel lonely. We all feel lonely. I'm lonely. I don't have a significant other. So I turn to the Bible. I listen to scripture. Jesus Calling is a good book because every day it gives you something and I post it on my Instagram story every day so people can hopefully get inspired. But yeah, scripture, my kid, what else? We listen to music. What about your fitness? I know you're very health conscious as well. Yeah, I have to get a workout in every day because I've always working out since I was 17. So I've been a fitness junkie and I, I have to work out. It's my only me time. It's my one hour or two hours a day where I can just get away. And I have a friend that you guys will see me on my Instagram working out with and she saves me. It's fine. It's nice if you get Friends that that think like you. Throughout Mm -hmm. this process, we've all had it. We've lost a lot of friends and family. It's hard. That's that can be depressing. But then you gain once you start speaking up, you gain like minded people when and I can just get it out. And we try to go to dinner once a week, at least just to get out of the house. You got to do it. Go for walks, get outside. People got to get outside. You go crazy when you're inside. That's what they're trying to do. Keep you inside. Keep you I was just up. about to say. Make yeah. you go mentally insane. What is the latest statistic? I have to turn on the light because it's getting dark. On suicide right now. I don't know what the statistic is, but I know mental health and suicide is definitely an issue. I, I don't know the statistics. So I don't want to say something that I can't back up. All it. the kids that come in with suicide. That was before 2020. There would be like 10 a night in the ER. Oh, wow. Imagine now. That's why it's really important for me to stay close to my kid. Because I would take her over a date anytime. If she needs me, I'm here for her. So um, we have to make family time, which is really important. What people don't know about me, because I have to say this, because what people be like, you call yourself a Christian. And I think people know me as the dance mom. And they see me drinking or partying or whatnot. And that's not every night. But people don't realize that I became a Christian when I was 16. I got baptized, was faithful in church. I fell away, was a normal person, partied, blah, blah, blah. Met Charlize's dad. And we can talk in another podcast what I went through as a single mom and what kind of abuse I went through with her dad. I've never spoken up about that ever. Put it on typing Instagram, nothing. Out of respect for him. But it wasn't easy. However, I made a promise to God that I was going to go back to church. And I told myself and God, I want to raise my kid with faith. What happened to the olden days where everybody went to church? It was normal. We went to church. So I said, I'm going to raise my kid because I want her to know God. So that's what I did. So people don't know that and they're quick to judge. But I went to church religiously. I even worked at the church. I volunteered Christmas night. I worked in the daycare. (laughs) And so I was there every day. People would call me and be like, my friends, girl, you can't be on the road right now because it's hailing outside. And I'm like, girl, I already left the house. I'm already here. So I was there religiously. And I got Shirley's dad to go to church maybe twice. I was really praying for him. I still pray for him. 
but I don't know where he's at on his journey. However, we broke up and then dance came over my life and we got really busy with dance and I started working night shift and every other weekend. And so then I fell away again because it was hard, but not to say that I didn't pray or wasn't reading or it wasn't still, my headspace was still where it should be. I think as far as my relationship with God, but I never took down, I never went on a journey of some people studied Muslim or Mormonism or Jehovah's Witness. I never took any of those routes. I just became a Christian and that's what made sense to me, makes sense to me. I did all that. And then when she was little in her room, when she was a baby, I hand drew the fruit of the spirit on her wall. Joy, happiness, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness. It's a fruit of the spirit, basically. And those are the things that I strive to be, that none of us really have all that in us. And those are the things that I wanted my baby to be. And I feel like Shara has all those things in her. Obviously, she's not perfect. No one's perfect. But I wanted that to be on her wall. And that's what was on her wall with clouds. I painted it myself. So that's the kind of environment I raised her in. And she went to a Christian school. Yep, until six. I'm curious, what is it that made you turn to faith at age 16? I was in high school. I don't remember. I don't remember my first day. I don't know, but someone got me there. Wow. And I, and, and we had a great church. It was a great youth group. It was good because I, I believe in youth groups because they talk in a way that makes sense to high schoolers. So when you're in a youth group, it's all high schoolers. So we all relate to each other. We would go on houseboat trips and they were great because you're being corny and goofy and te- teaching each other to be positive. So we would have to leave like little notes on each other's uh, space every day and say, leave something positive. Like, I like the way you smile, you have pretty skin or whatever it is to somebody. And then we would um, sing goofy songs and they would take us to a place on the lake and we would have to spend time with uh, Jesus and read and Obviously, we would have fun and we would, back then it was, I think, water skiing. I would do wakeboarding now, <laughs> but water ski and we have fun on the lake and you do, you spend a week with these people. And then I, I did that a couple years. We went to Hume Lake. That's the snow. I don't know if you're familiar with those Christian, what do you call it? Like excursions, trips. And you just, you get away and you do fun things and you do it with Christians and you study. A lot of people become, that's where I got baptized on the lake. Gotcha. That's where a lot of people, I guess you can wake, wake up. Yeah, I, I'm just curious because I, I feel that now more than ever, it's the country's so divided. And yeah. what I'm seeing is that those traditional values, it's, I'm seeing two, yeah, and I'm seeing yeah. such two sides. You my know, when stepdad I, was a faithful Christian. So he, gotcha. he was my stepdad, but we weren't super close, but my memory is waking up to him reading the Bible every morning. He's probably read the Bible, you know, um, 10 times, like the whole Bible every morning, drinking his coffee, reading the Bible. So that was very normal. He used to shut off MTV when I was watching that. He used to make me so mad because I was high schooler and I was watching MTV back then. And when it was music videos back in the day, it was just music videos. Exactly. And he would literally come and turn it off. And I was like, oh, I'm watching that. We would get in a fight. But we went to church a couple times, but my mom wasn't a really big Christian. But I used to memorize, they would make us memorize verses. I'd have to come back. But that was the root of me, I guess, that's inside me. Gotcha. 
And yeah. I just saw my stepdad recently. He's their divorced, so he's now not my stepdad anymore. But I saw him recently at my sister's baby's birthday. And it was nice seeing him, and he's for Trump. It's interesting that you watch a lot of Christians for Trump. Yeah, that's what I was actually going to get at. So it's interesting now that I see two sides, and it's put me personally in in an interesting spot in my own awakening journey when it comes to spirituality and all of that. Because when I see people that are for Trump and the values that they stand for, and it's there's two genders, and we're pro-guns, and speaking our minds, and manly men. I've been seeing that on like Candace's Owen. Yeah, and it's like, it's just so interesting. That's where we're at in humanity. It's so funny to me that we have to almost bring back those traditional values. And it's from my age, and I guess our age group, I'm 35, and you're, you're a little older than me, and Shar is 19, so I'm like smack in the middle. So it's interesting to be in that demographic. I feel like I can relate to both, in a sense. Yeah. So it's like I'm, I'm old enough to remember the traditional values of, okay, yeah, there's two genders. That's what I grew up with knowing. So it's confusing to hear all these other things and pronouns yeah. and all of that stuff. Part of me is like, when it first came about, I'm like, is this a joke? This is ridiculous. But then part of me, you know, was like, okay, I can respect that. But now I'm like, wait, what? There's always more letters being added and constructs being added. And then part of me is just, okay, wait, I have to explain myself why I think it's ridiculous that a man is wearing a dress. And I think that's not manly, like that's brave. So it's just interesting that we live in a time where the conversations we're having are just so for lack of a better word, perverse, and it's opposites. And it's just, we're living in such weird times. And so it's interesting that you mention Christians are Trump supporters. And it's not a Christian. They'll say that. Trump's not a Christian. And then what gets me is, regardless of Trump being a Christian or not, what does it make a difference? He's the most Christian president. If he's not Christian, he's um, practicing Christian values. But why is it okay for them to burn churches and flags, Mm. Jesus statues? Like, they think that's normal. That's what boggles my mind. They think that's normal. This is where we've come, where they think that's normal. That's not normal. To burn a church? Any kind of looting or hatred or violence is not okay, in my opinion. Where's the respect? Nobody has respect anymore. Exactly. Yeah. It's divisive. All right. It's divisive. It's crazy. That's and it's interesting. Say it's a spiritual battle. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically I, good I against evil. It's not even left or dem Republican. Yeah. Are you good or bad? And I went down and I went down the rabbit hole of Kamala Harris and her ties to Planned Parenthood and that whole rabbit hole. I don't know if you're familiar with that. So there was a journalist who went undercover for a couple of years and he basically interviewed people and it came out that they were selling fetuses at Planned Parenthood, and which is obviously illegal. You're not allowed to sell body parts. And so this was uncovered. Two of their sister companies did settle for $7.8 million. You can look this up. And so that proves that they were selling body parts, by the way. So this is not something that is a conspiracy. This is fact. This happened in California. And so Kamala Harris single-handedly pointed out this journalist for violating going undercover and using that footage as proof. They literally went to his house. They like they confiscated everything. She destroyed his life. But on the flip side, that exact same method of going undercover and figuring out that shady stuff was happening was used for inhumane treatment for animals, and she didn't go after them. 
And so obviously it's clear that she is biased because she went after him, but not when it was pertaining to animals. So it's okay when you're selling body parts, but it's not, it's not okay for it's animals. Sad. It's so like what's sad. What's going on here? Yeah. So Planned Parenthood obviously backs Kamala Harris. So that's clearly mm-hmm. one reason why, but yeah. also it's just, it's disturbing. And so I have the video of the doctors admitting that they get around the law with the paperwork in order to basically say that, yeah, we do sell these fetuses. And it's heartbreaking because these are female doctors. And it's just like this one lady, and she's basically saying, we're working with one affiliate and they'll go up to 22 weeks. And it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, and it's heartbreaking. When you look at when you look at a 22, that's almost, that's viable. So I think after 20 weeks, it's considered a viable fetus. And people say that a fetus isn't a baby, but a fetus is a baby and is human. And at 20 weeks, I believe, or it used to be, is a cutoff where you're allowed to have a funeral if you had a spontaneous abortion, like if you miscarried. But now it's okay, you said 23, and they're going all the way up to full term. Even if you go back to eight weeks or six weeks, the nervous system is the first thing. Do you know what that feels like if someone shoots down your nervous system on your spine? That's pain. That's a human rights issue. Well, and it's funny because when I was watching Trump Card, and this is where I, that's where I'm at in the movie because I didn't finish it yet, his daughter which he's raising an amazing young lady. She talked about this and she said that there's such a double standard because when somebody's expecting, it's, oh, I'm eating for two. Oh, we're going to be a family of three. We document that journey and it's just, it's a happy thing. And it's, it's very understood that there's another person. And so it's all of a sudden, if we want to get rid of it, it's not a person. It's fine. It's okay. It's going to ignore it. We're not gonna we're not gonna take responsibility. That's pretty much murder. And it's just like this taboo thing to even claim that it's not murder. And it's just crazy to me. And it's so funny because I can be the first to admit that I used to think that way as well. And thank the Lord I've never been in a position where I have to have an abortion. But I'll be honest with you, if I wasn't planning on one, I don't know what I would have done. And so it, it pains me to admit that, but I, I will be honest. I have to be honest. I used to think that same way. And I'm not here to cast judgment on anyone that has yeah. or anybody's yeah. situation. But I remember, I think it was about a year ago, I literally got out of the shower. I don't know where this came from, by the way. It was like one of the awakenings I had. I came out of the shower and I just started crying hysterically. Aww. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, oh my God, like, that's murder. You can't do that. That's not okay. You can't do that. That's a, a life you cannot do that and i don't know where the effects of the, no idea but that's amazing yeah but that's just my that's view. rare that's just my view it, it was while i was going through a spiritual awakening already because it started happening for me about a year and a half ago so i was already in the midst of that yeah but out of nowhere it just hit me and i started crying yeah and it just was like and then you realize holy crap this is happening everywhere yeah i don't know it was before covid and, and all of that what so, about the effects yeah. of the mom? They don't talk about that. But the mm. effects of what the mom goes through years and years and years. I can't imagine the shame. Do you think that they think about that later on? That's yeah. disheartening. Yeah, even with my own mom, 
because my mom used to tell me because my mom had me at 17 and so she had me and she would say oh i always knew i wanted to have you and that's why i didn't have an abortion and i was like oh okay and so i always used to think to myself i could never have one my mom had me and i remember years later she told me the truth and it was heartbreaking to hear that but she was like the truth is i would have had one but it was too late to have one and so hearing that of course is oh that's devastating you, that would be yes because you also be also to hear that is wait a minute there's certain states now that she could have had one i wouldn't and be I sitting here talking to you i tell people so. all the time that i truly believe that so when i got pregnant her dad didn't talk to me and my mom didn't talk to me my mom was a little bit racist by the way <laughs> she was mad and i wasn't young i was 30 years old so it's not wow. like i was 16 right and my Charles, his name is Charles. Charlie's his dad's best friend called me and she never calls me, never cared about me, but she called me that day, tried to convince me to have an abortion. And I told wow. her, ass, no, not happening. Go away. Bye. And I told Charles, I don't care what you think or say or do. You can leave, but I'm having this baby. And I tell everybody, look how blessed I've been. I don't have it easy. I'm a single mom and it's not been easy for us. But look at her. I'm sorry, but I have to brag. She's <laughs> literally so such a blessing. So God will bless you if you say no to abortion and you choose life. I truly believe that. Why was I gifted the most talented human ever? Beautiful. Perfect in my eyes. She's literally, her personality, her little bubbly spirit, talented. She's given me a life that I can never imagine not having her. Everywhere she's taken me to travel all over the world. Wow. On set everywhere. Wow. I've got, I went to Super Bowl free. <laughs> I've had a good life with her and it's because of her and it's because wow. of me. That's incredible. Yeah. So don't have the abortion. I don't care if you're young. I don't care if you were raped. I don't care if it's Uncle Tom or whoever, but have the baby because you're going to be blessed. God will bless you. 100%. So since we're on this topic, and I know this is a controversial topic, and this was totally not like part of the questions that I had prepared, but I know we just, I guess we just were called to talk about it, but I guess so. And it's funny because I'll be honest with you, like my views on abortion, I was definitely not the type to say what I'm against abortion. I was kind of like, well, it depends on the circumstance you just mentioned. What if you were raped? What about incest? What about this? What about the argument of, and I saw this on my Facebook recently, and I think this is a valid point. Some people say you're not, I forget how they worded it, but basically they're talking about, okay, you can be pro-life, but what about those that are not capable of then taking care of the baby? What happens to a mom who maybe is on drugs or who is- There's who always got somebody that will jump in. We have to trust in God. There's always somebody that will take care of the baby. There's adoption. People want babies that can't have babies. We, they can adopt. It's a good point. And I never watched the stories yet. I'm going to. But I know that there are stories of young girls that were a product of incest or they've been involved with incest or rape and mm -hmm. they chose to have the baby. They have stories. So those people are out there. We just haven't, I haven't, I heard them, but I haven't watched it because I've been watching politics, but that would be very interesting. But I know that what I believe is it's not a lot. Yes, they're out there. Yes, it happens. But it's not like the way that they're using abortion as contraception, basically. Right. That's what it is. Exactly. It's just, contraception is not abortion. So let's get it 
straight and let's not use abortion as a form of contraception. I agree with you. I think that's why it's important to look at Planned Parenthood and look at the motive behind Planned Parenthood, who was behind it and what are they gaining out of this? And so that's why, and that's why I think it's important that once we, once they uncovered the fact that they were selling fetuses and that's a whole nother black market, that's a whole nother avenue of money and revenue. Because the video that I shared in my blog literally talked about, oh, how much can I get? Oh, $100 per, and if it's whole, if it's intact, they're talking about this like it's a product. So think about this. How many do you perform a week? This is what they're talking about. Like it's a product, okay? So think about this. So if you are in a, if you have a plant parenthood and you do thousands of abortions a week or whatever, multiply that times whatever. So just like you said, if abortion is a means of contraceptive, this is a business for them. So shutting down abortion and shutting down plant parenthood that's a dent in their pockets. What are they doing with these things? Organ harvesting, all that. So that's the conversation we need to have. So this is not about yes. women's rights. This is not about healthcare. Yes. This is about a whole nother black that's market. And that's what is yes. missing and people aren't ta- talking about. People need to wake up to. Exactly. And it's sad because the little girls, young girls, they're not being educated properly. They're not told all of that, what you just said. They're told, just go get an abortion. It's okay. Pro-choice choice i my body my choice and that's the thing the karma attached to that is severe that's like the ultimate thing it's so sad it's heartbreaking yeah the karma attached is horrible but something that i also recommend people doing is watch how it actually uh is done from the doctor's perspective it's like heartbreaking so yeah it's just it's crazy so i i my views have definitely changed so much on so many baby, things this past the year. The baby sees the vacuum and it backs up from it. <sighs> and then the vacuum goes in and pulls it out. It, oh it's heartbreaking. So to say that they don't have a consciousness is just ridiculous. And that's why it makes sense that they shut down that journalist and that they're silencing him. You know what I mean? Because it, it shuts down an entire industry. Oh Same thing with those kids going missing and all of There's that. There's a page. whole market underneath yeah it's always darker that's why they say follow the money and seeing these are the things that people don't want to talk about because it's uncomfortable and i can admit that abortion is such a hot topic and that's the thing it's frustrating because it's i'm a woman you're a woman we should be allowed to talk about these things and we should be allowed to have my job i say it at my job as a nurse and they walk away really yeah they don't want it because they're all pro-abortion and they walk away because <laughs> they know I get so not heated or mad and not angry, but I guess opinionated on it. With all that being said, something I do want to say is that I judge no one and I have compassion and empathy for anyone listening that may feel triggered right now or may feel some type of way right now. I didn't always have these views. I didn't have this view just a year ago. And so I say if even if you've had an abortion, if you've thought about it, and I know I've thought about it, I never had to have one, but I say practice self-compassion and empathy. And I think you need to practice self-forgiveness as well. Yeah. I think that's really important. Really important. And I think we all evolve and awake. I think that's why I I pivoted this podcast, of Vibe Talk Awaken, because we're all awakening together in in, in essence. And that's why I appreciate you being brave enough to talk about this, especially being a dance mom to a beautiful young woman who is 
on this journey and just doing such amazing things. I think it's important that we talk about the topics that are not talked about enough and that we hear it from different perspectives and we yeah. hear it from people that maybe have had different views, including myself. And so I'm not here to cast judgment. I'm not here to say if you are Me for either. abortion, you are evil or you are bad. I'm just saying consider another perspective and consider, yeah, yeah consider another perspective. Yeah. That's all I'm saying because that's exactly what I did. And I think if you shove things down people's throat and you just say, oh, my God, you're for abortions. Oh, my God, cancel or shame on you. Then we're really no better than them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're really no better than them. So I'm not here to judge anyone. I'm not here to cancel anyone. I'm not here to put anybody down. And I'm not here to tell you that you're a bad person if you're for abortion. I'm just here to tell you, consider another perspective and maybe watch those videos and see what actually happens. I didn't know that the baby moves away. That's that's horrible. My friend from high school. Consider another perspective. My friend from high school, I took her to get an abortion when we were in high school. Wow. And she came at me really hard with this whole Trump thing. I sound really judgy and I come off wrong and I always get judged because of the way I talk. That's why I get Trump because I just say what's on my mind. I don't think first, but everyone that really knows me knows that I have the biggest heart and I would literally be there for anybody. I just got lucky that I never got pregnant and I woke up to what that was early enough and I decided to have my baby. But not to say that people... I'm better than anybody or anything like that. I took my friend. This is 30 years ago. Were your views different then on the topic? I don't remember. I mean, wow. to be honest, I don't remember. It was 30 years ago. And she told me details and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I love you. I'm still here. I'm still the same Leah. I've evolved. But it doesn't mean I don't love you and I'm not your friend. And it, it doesn't, I'm not saying anything about you. I'm not judging you. Because she was like, how dare you? When you took me to get an abortion, I'm not saying anything about you. So she was triggered that you were yes. pro-life. Oh, and it's like, right. I'm not saying anything about you or what happened back then. I'm just trying to help young girls now or older girls, whoever is in that situation now. I'm just trying to help what you do is see the other side of things. Is it possible that you may be blessed? And my friend got upset with me, but you know, apparently I took her to this abortion and helped her through that. And that's great. I said, that's great. I took you. I'm glad I'm a good friend. You have to imagine what that may have done for her. Look at it on the flip side. Imagine her going back to 30 years but if now. I was, if I live right that. now, my point is, you may have triggered her, and she may have just projected feeling yeah. guilt. It could be subconsciously she feels mm-hmm. guilty about it, and she doesn't want to admit that she yeah, feels guilty she about like, it. Imagine that pain. Imagine how I feel. That's why I talk about what women go through 30 years later, because exactly. they're still suffering with that pain forever so don't do it you don't want to do anything that you're ever going to regret yeah but Um, again i I judge no one because being in that situation is a lot easier said than done and especially if you're 15 or 16 years old and you're on your own like it's not i'm not in the situation so right and we're so those kids are so young i'm glad we touched on that topic because i know it's a important topic it's a not talked about enough that's how you progress and evolve is by talking about it and having conscious conversations and like i said we're not here to bash anyone we're not here to judge anyone we're just here to talk and for you to consider another perspective yeah and there's nothing wrong with that and you can consider it and look at it and then decide so you can you have to do a case study you have to look at case a and case b to figure out what is right you can't just talk about judging 
you can't look at the other side and say, nope. This conversation was very enlightening. Hey, Definitely took some turns. I, I didn't expect it to, but I'm yeah. glad that we, we went there. Thank you so much. Let everybody know how they can best support you. Okay. Oh, my Instagram, social media, at Zesty Leah D. My kid is at Shirley's Glass. My business is at The Glass House LA. My cat is Miss Zest. <laughs> I love that. That's how you guys can support me. Thank you for all that you're doing, especially as a nurse. I know times are crazy. I appreciate you being candid and outspoken and, and all that. We need more people like that. So I think it's awesome. So thank, thank you. you. I really hope people will tune in and be open. Thank you Until so next much. next time, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to hear your feedback and thoughts on the show, as well as any topics you would like for me to cover on solo episodes. Please just book a time with me using calendly.com slash vibequeen slash let's vibe, and we can hop on a phone call. I can get to know you and connect directly. I look forward to hearing from you, and until next time.